Welcome back guys to Beyond the Bikini Radio. So today's episode is a little bit different in comparison to my other ones. I've done solo casts and I've also had a couple guests on the podcast, but this is our group coaching call that I did with Brielle. So Brielle and I are doing free coaching on Instagram. So we have connected with so many amazing women through Instagram. And this was one of our coaching calls that we did through Zoom. If you're wanting into this group, you just need to shoot either Brielle or I a DM and we'll get you in there. But we are doing these free coaching calls where we are covering a topic that the majority of the group is struggling with, or maybe we're noticing a trend in the group, or maybe it's something that we've even been struggling with this week. And this episode, we chat more on changing your macros when you're sick, macro adjustments, and a little bit about your relationship with food as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you do, make sure you leave Beyond the Bikini a rating and review. It really does help the podcast grow. And if you found that this episode resonated with you, I would love to see it shared on your Instagram, but don't forget to tag me at Nicole Ferry Fitness. Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini Podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. So, Brielle, you just got over being sick, and I wanted to start the call with going over how to handle macros whenever you are sick, or um, even like coming out of like surgeries where you're just more in a rested state. So let's go over that first and tell us kind of how you handled that. Yeah, so you might be able to hear my voice. I'm still a little bit sick, but I'm definitely getting it so much better. So um, I wanted to touch on like macros and then also just like rest days around being sick as well. Um, and so macro wise, um, some people will either, you know, have less of an appetite when they're sick or maybe it's the same. Um, it depends on, you know, what kind of sickness you have or if it was a surgery or this, you know, it just kind of depends. Um, so it is important though still to be eating what your macros are or at least you know if you're not following macros at least be eating enough because this is a time when your body is recovering and it needs that food to recover so if you're not eating enough it's not able to recover as fast um so you definitely want to make sure that you're eating enough and that you're getting micronutrients in as well um especially if you are sick um and then if you're taking days off of the gym especially make sure you're getting in your protein i mean protein is always important but uh, making sure you're getting in enough protein if you're taking things off the gym is going to help protect your muscles so that way you're not breaking down muscle all the time when you're not in the gym mm-hmm. um, so that's mainly what i wanted to touch on with the macros around being sick is that you know if your appetite is suppressed because you are sick um reach for higher uh, caloric things so like let's say you can only eat one or two times a day because maybe you're nauseous like try to eat something that is higher in calories um, that way you're getting in the, that amount of nutrition. That way you are able to recover and get better. Um, but also, you know, listen to your body because if you are sick, sometimes, you know, certain foods are going to not sound as good and make you more nauseous than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as training around being sick, um, it's okay to take the day off the gym. 
I mean, I just took seven days off the gym because I was so sick. There was no way I was going to be able to go to the gym. And one, I was probably going to get other people sick. Oh, bad. So just know that it's okay to take days off of the gym when you're sick. Um, you're not going to lose all your progress. You know, maybe it'll take a day or two to get back into the groove, but then you'll be totally fine. So I love this topic so much because I know so many people are getting sick around this time of year, but also it makes me reflect back on when I went through my surgery and I had to take like two whole weeks off of doing any sort of exercise. I mean, I was just walking at two miles per hour because I had to watch my heart rate at the time. But whenever you're sick or coming out of like any sort of injury, your resting heart rate is elevated. So if you guys have a Fitbit, Apple Watch, anything, Garmin that tracks your heart rate, you'll be able to see that your resting heart rate is naturally higher, or maybe like for a couple of days, it's naturally higher. Um, that's oh, no. that you are getting sick. Um, guys, if you're logging on too, and it's just really noisy, please mute your mic just so it's not really loud for the recording in the future. Um, and that would be on the bottom left side. So whenever you are sick, your body's working really hard to recover and repair. So a surgery, it's working on repairing, um, coming out of sickness, your white blood cells are working really hard to fight anything. So it's, your, your body's working hard. We think we're not working because we're laying around, but you're tired because your body's working. Um, protein can be elevated around this time. So instead of being per like one gram per pound of body weight, you can up it a little bit. It's been shown that a higher protein intake can help um, speed up recovery, but don't cut your calories short. If anything, that's going to make things worse and it's going to weaken your immune system. So you can risk the potential of getting sicker. Um, another example is when I got the flu in July, which Brielle remembers this, it started with just kind of feeling sick, but because I was in a competition prep, I wasn't feeding my body and I was still exercising. So my little cold and cough turned into the flu and it wasn't like a normal flu. It was like very intense. I had to go to the ER because it was so bad because I wasn't able to listen to my body because I was in a competition prep and I had to let go of the gym because my health was more important than the stage and I think I was in the bed for like two, three days and I wasn't able to train. Yeah, and when you mentioned that you can increase your protein too, I wanted to mention that, especially after a surgery, it is important to make sure you're eating enough um, protein and even more protein because, you know, whatever the surgery is, the chances of you need to actually like build back tissue up in your body because you know you had you were undergoing an actual surgery where they cut you open um building back up that tissue that's all from protein um so you need to be eating enough protein that helps you to recover quicker and that's something a lot of you know surgeons um will tell you or i guess your nurse or whatever will tell you to you know make sure you're eating a diet that's higher in protein to help with that um the tissue that is being rebuilt after the surgery okay so all great things there. And then protein synthesis, you guys might have heard that like term over and over again. It's just basically protein combining together and think of repair. I really try to break, break things down to a more simple term because if you hear very complex scientific terminology for fitness related things, your brain can just like get overwhelmed or at least I know mine does. So you guys know I'm big on my analogies. Okay, so let's talk pre and post workout nutrition. Um, I'm going to start this off with, if you are just starting, let's say you're brand new to tracking macros, 
brand new to even training, pre and post workout nutrition is not the most important variable right now. And I think so many people will overwhelm themselves with trying to be like maybe the people they follow or what they hear at like supplement stores of like pre and post workout nutrition and supplementation. And then they're overwhelming themselves with so, again, so much knowledge that they're going to shut down and feel like they're not doing their best. So number one, make sure you're, you've been tracking for a while. Make sure you can hit your macros consistently. Um, make sure you've been hitting your training consistently. And then I would say worry about pre and post-workout nutrition. So do you have like a go-to pre-workout or post-workout meal? Um, you know, it kind of varies and it depends if I'm in prep or not in prep because, you know, when you're not in prep, you have a whole lot more carbs um, or just macros in general. But I always make sure that, you know, my pre-workout meal is higher in carbs. And um, what I do with my protein is I pretty much spread it evenly throughout the day. So my protein is pretty much the same for every meal, but I make sure that my pre-workout meal is higher in carbs and usually a little bit lower in fats. Um, not necessarily low, but I just make sure that majority of it is coming from carbs um, because, it, and I like to eat, you know, fast digesting carbs, especially. So things like sugars and things, so that um, things like, you know, bananas or any kind of fruit or even like, you know, white bread or something like that, that is faster digesting. Um, that way it can get into your bloodstream quicker and then, you know, be used as fuel for your workout. And then my post-workout, I always make sure I have good amount of carbs as well. And then the protein and the fats as well. Um, so I don't have a specific meal that I always go to. It kind of just depends. Um, but I usually like to eat, you know, around an hour to an hour and a half before I work out. But I've noticed, you know, everybody's kind of different. Some people like to work out on an empty stomach. Some people like to work out, you know, right after they eat a ton. So you kind of have to figure out what works for you. But if I eat too soon of working out, I know I feel like, ugh, I feel, you know, like I have food sitting in my stomach. But if I eat too long before I work out, then I get, you know, like more lightheaded and I don't feel as strong. Mm -hmm. No, when you guys are looking at your macros, you should look at it within like a 24 hour time frame. Um, so if you go into your workouts fasted, which I've done that before, I've done several times just fasted workouts. I don't recommend high intensity based workouts when you're fasted because that can yield to dizziness or poor performance. Um, and you're not going to be able to use glycogen properly. So don't do a fasted workout if you're doing super high intensity. Um, but for me, very similar. I try to stay lower fat and try to limit any sort of dairy because I find that if you are really pushing yourself and you have a lot of dairy, it can make you nauseous, or at least it makes me nauseous. So I normally do protein pancakes or protein waffles. You guys do this every single day of my life. Um, it's because it works well for me, it tastes good, and it's easy for me to make. So that's usually what I have. Um, if I'm not feeling that and I want something even lighter, rice cakes and some powdered peanut butter, very easy for me to digest. A little bit of protein in there, a little bit of carbohydrates, not too high in fat. Um, fruit, if I have that on hand, I will incorporate that. Berries are my favorite. They're just not in season, so I'm not incorporating them right now. Again, it's going to be so dependent on you, but your pre-workout meal needs to be something that is easy to digest, something that is not high in fat, because if it's higher in fat, it's going to take longer for your stomach to digest it and can um, yield to you not getting the best energy out of your food. And um, something easy for you to make is also important. So 
For post-workout nutrition, I get a lot of questions on how quickly you should be eating the meal. You don't need to be rushing to your car and then drinking a protein shake 30 minutes after your workout. Calm down. Um, <laughs> you have upwards of two hours to consume a meal. It's really hard for me to eat after a workout, which is weird. I don't know if you've experienced this. No, I'm, I'm like, let me eat everything. Yeah. So like, I like, I just ate like a big meal right now and I had to like force that down. That was my post-workout meal, which was again, a lot of carbohydrates. It was carbohydrates from veggies and then protein from chicken. So again, you want that same combination of the protein and carbohydrate. And the reason why you want carbohydrates, don't fear them. They have a purpose. Carbohydrates are like a taxi for your protein. So carbohydrates, they work as that taxi driver to um, deliver the protein into the muscle versus just consuming protein. Yes, you will digest it, but it's not going to be utilized to the muscle like it would with a carbohydrate and then refilling up those stores again. Yeah. Um, I feel like also we could touch on fiber around um, working out too. Yeah. Um, definitely don't consume a ton of fiber before you work out. <laughs> Your stomach will not thank you. Um, so I would, you know, suggest save the fiber for after the gym. Um, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter like nutrient wise. However, uh, fiber is much slower digesting and therefore is not going to get you that, you know, faster uh, glucose source. So that way you have more energy from it. So it's going to kind of sit in your gut a little bit longer and then, you know, won't feel the greatest if you're having, you know, a huge salad before you go work out. Uh, you know, not to say that you can't, but, you know, listen to your body and like see how you feel. But I would say, you know, you know, less fiber before you work out and then, you know, it's okay to have some after the workout, but, you know, minimize that before. Take everything we say to with a grain of salt. You know, maybe you have a meal that is high in fiber and you find you have the best workouts ever. Digestion is amazing. That, if that works for you, don't change it, okay? Don't overcomplicate things. If you want to try something new, try something new, see how that works. But if you don't like it, then it's okay to go back to like, let's say a big salad before a workout. Although I feel like that wouldn't make me feel good in leggings. Oh, I feel like I would feel so bloated. And when you mentioned about feeling nauseous about dairy, it reminded me when I was an in-person trainer, I had a client that actually threw up mid-workout. He like ran to the restroom and then he came back and he was like, sorry, I threw up my cereal and milk I had this morning. And I was like, why would you tell me that? He was like, yeah, I don't think dairy goes over very well. So, you know, to anybody out there, you know, don't conceive a bunch of dairy before you work out because it can make you nauseous for sure. And it can also cause some GI distress as well. When I was a gymnast, I was always told not to consume lots of dairy before a competition because you're flipping in the air and that cannot sit well in your stomach. So, um, guys, if you have any questions on any of the topics you've touched on so far, feel free to chime in. You don't have to be shy. Even if you want to unmute your mic right now and chat, feel free to do so. Like everyone's just listening. Is anybody, um, you're doing a live right now, right? Yeah. Are people asking any questions? Cause we can, I haven't even checked it that much. I've been checking more of our call. That way we can just wait. For anyone logging on to the live right now, we're doing our group coaching call through Zoom, and it's for any of the women who have reached out to us saying they want into our group. So if you want into our group, DM me, and I will get you in there. Okay. Um, hi. Hey, Nicole. Hi. Hey, it's Melina from Miami. How are you? Good. How are you doing? 
I'm good. Thank you. I'm so happy to be on the call. Um, I did have a question. Um, I wasn't on the call last time, and I, and I couldn't access it because I, I remember you mentioned that it didn't get recorded. But Brielle mentioned about not really changing your macros too much if you're sick because your body needs uh, the extra calories. But what about if you're taking, you know, a week or two off from the gym? Should your macros change slightly or not? I would say it depends on what your goals are. So if your goals are to build muscle or maintain your weight, I wouldn't change your macros up too much. Um, when it comes to losing actual muscle mass, you're not going to lose that much unless you are like bedridden for a week or two, like you can't get out of bed. Um, if you're just going through uh, activities of daily living, it's called, so just doing normal chores around the house, um, you'd be able to maintain your muscle mass. So don't worry about like losing a ton of muscle. The first thing to go is going to be like your cardiovascular fitness. So you might notice when you go back to the gym in your workouts that you are more winded or your heart's just beating a little bit faster. That's totally normal. Um, doesn't mean you're out of shape. It just means that that's going to be slightly decreased. You'll be able to get it back within a week or two. Um, but for macros, I wouldn't really change them. If your goal is fat loss, maybe drop it down 100 or 200 calories total. And I'd only take from um, a split of protein, not protein, a split of carbohydrates and fats, I apologize. Um, keep protein steady, but you don't really need to change them too much. Your workouts, guys, is actually very minimal to your overall caloric burn for the day. So you hear me chat a lot on NEAT. So NEAT is your daily stepping, um, just, daily lives of activity. So for example, I sit a lot right here and I do a lot of work. That's not moving my body a lot, but if I start standing while I'm working, if I do my laundry more, um, if I sweep my floors a little bit more, if I do activities like that, that's going to add up to burning more calories versus just even doing an hour long workout. And my favorite analogy too with this is like thinking of a friend that's very active. So maybe they're a server or maybe they're like a personal trainer. You might notice that they're on their feet all day long. So that's why they're able to eat a little bit more is because they're very active and maybe they don't even go to the gym at all, uh, just exclude the personal trainer, but I'm just thinking of someone that's on their feet a lot. Someone who's on their feet a lot is able to burn more calories in a day. So they wouldn't need to change their nutritional profile that much. Does that answer your question? It does, yes, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And to go off that kind of like based on your also your activity, like uh, it depends, I guess, what you're also, you know, taking the week off for. And if you are going to be active still, like, you know, if you're still doing your day-to-day -day stuff, like you're going to be fine. You don't need to decrease your macros, but maybe, you know, if you're going to be sitting and you're used to standing and working all the time and being on your feet, then that's when I would maybe, you know, decrease just slightly for that week if you are, you know, looking to lose weight. Um, but if you're looking to maintain or build, I would not change the macros, make sure you're eating then because you want to, you know, hold on to that muscle and to make sure that, you know, you are still eating. Um, but if you're going to be very inactive and you were used to being active before, that's when I would say maybe to just slightly decrease your macros. Carmela, did you have a question? <clears throat> yep. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. question is, um, how late is it too late to eat protein? Like I usually get home from the gym around 8.30, sometimes eight, sometimes nine. So I really hate eating that late, but I do it. Um, so I know I do more protein, 
more than a carbs, but sometimes I eat oatmeal, which is carbs and protein together. So is it too late to eat that late? Yeah. So good question. Um, there's no too late of a time frame to eat. I will say the only negative side effects that I've seen um, has been just effects on sleeping. So I don't know if you've heard that saying, don't eat carbs super late because it can cause weird dreams. My grandma used to say, don't eat ice cream at night because it's going to cause nightmares. This has actually been shown to disrupt sleep. So having a high carbohydrate meal late at night can disrupt sleep. In regards to fat loss, it has no effect. Okay. The only effect that it might have too in the morning is with your weigh-ins because you have more food in your stomach at night. So the time for like turnover for digestion to you know have like a bowel movement in the morning, it's going to take a little bit longer. So your weigh-ins might be a little bit off if your meals are higher in volume, even if it's like oatmeal, you know, it's a fine whole grain carbohydrate, but it's still going to take time to go through that process and break down. Um, but you know, you, your post-workout nutrition is still important. So you don't want to not eat after a workout. You always want to eat after a workout. Okay. If you're not eating after a workout, I don't want to say that workout was a waste, but in, in ways it is because you're not nourishing yourself after. Okay. Okay. Yep. Answer your question. Perfectly. Thanks. Um, does anyone else have questions? No? Okay. I want to talk about Christmas or holiday eating. So I know a lot of you are overwhelmed with going into the holidays and how to approach this meal. My number one thing is go in with setting high expectations for your food. And by that, I mean only eating things that taste a 10 out of 10. So I've gone to so many holiday parties and I've eaten a lot of things that, you know, are different or I'm not used to, but they really don't taste that good or so many people are like hyping it up and it's, it's not that good. So I would say if you want to try something, have like a, a bite or two of it just, and put it on your plate. Don't do like a full half cup serving or like a cup serving and feel the pressure to finish the food to please your aunt or please your like just get a little bit and try it but always make protein and a vegetable source to be your priority for the day and keep up with your hydration levels at the end of the day one meal is not going to put on pounds of weight pounds of weight it's not even going to put on half a pound not even like a fourth of a pound it's not going to do anything um it's very hard for the body to gain fat tissue just like it's hard to lose fat tissue you don't see someone gaining five pounds in a week unless maybe they're coming out of like a severe caloric restriction, like a competition prep where their metabolism is very low. But a lot of you guys know that I'm really big on feeding you and getting your metabolism nice and strong. So you don't have those crazy weight fluctuations after a big meal. Okay. Um, Brielle, what are some of your tips going into the holiday? Like, tell me how you're going to approach it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say, um, if you haven't, if you guys have not already listened to the podcast that Nicole and I did, I don't know what it was titled, but it was right before Thanksgiving. And we kind of, you know, talked about how to, uh, you know, strategize your day around food, around, you know, going to eat with your family, your friends, you know, um, having those higher calorie meals. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, that's a great episode to listen to, because that applies to obviously not only Thanksgiving, but also Christmas and any other, you know, time where you're going to be eating a higher calorie meal. Um, but pretty much I always make sure that, you know, I don't go into the meal starving. So I still eat, you know, early in the day. I, you know, I don't not eat and then just eat a ton at night because that's not going to be a good strategy. 
you'll um, end up eating way more than you would if you were to just eat normally throughout the day. Um, but I do probably, I usually um, limit my carbohydrates and fats just a little bit. That way it can save extra for that higher calorie meal. Um, but I'm making sure that I'm getting my protein in. So I'm eating, you know, protein with every meal like I normally would, and even a little bit extra because I know that those meals that are higher calories are usually lower in protein. Um, and I want to make sure I'm reaching my protein goals throughout the day. However, I'm not going to be tracking, you know, and maybe I'll track my meals earlier in the day, um, but I will not track whatever the meal is that I'm going to have at night. But I will, in my mind, a lot, like an extra amount of food, if that makes sense. So that's... um called like allocating macros towards like a meal. So I will eat normally at like, I normally start eating around 11 to 12 a.m. That's just my personal preference. Um, but I'm not going to start my day with like cinnamon rolls, okay? I'm gonna start my day with something higher in protein, a little bit lower in carbohydrates and fats, just like Brielle said. So that could look like an egg white omelet. That could look like, again, those protein waffles you guys know I'm obsessed with. It could look like um, some sort of veggies of a lean protein. It can be anything like that. But having that is going to, quote unquote, help you save carbohydrates and fats going into your meal versus the person who's having cinnamon rolls and then they've already had like 60 carbohydrates and 20 grams of fat for the day, okay? Look at your macros kind of like a budget and you can budget in your head and save instead of like actual see like with using my fitness pal you're actually seeing like the spending being done um that's how i like to look at it but you don't always have to see that you can save and then go into the meal with estimates if you have several dinners too just take the same philosophy and go into each one of those meals and treat it the same it doesn't matter what time the meal is if it's later in the day you can still spend breakfast and lunch and a snack having low carbohydrate, low fat options, high protein options. Okay. If you guys are struggling with food, ask in the Facebook group or ask in the DM chat of recommendations there, but there's a lot of great food options to have that will be lower in carbohydrates and fats. Okay. I think we should talk about, you know, how it's not good to compensate and do extra cardio or to restrict your food the day after eating a higher calorie meal. Um, that's going to lead to a bad cycle of restricting and then eating too much. And then that's not the way to go. Just get right back on track with your normal cardio, your normal workouts, your normal macros, your normal nutrition, whatever that is. Don't try to like punish yourself for eating extra because then you're putting in your mind that what you did was wrong, but it's not wrong. You're allowed to eat. Christmas, it's a holiday, it's whatever it is, you're allowed to eat. And you don't want to give it that negative, you know, connotation and then punish yourself for doing that. The other thing too is you're not just working out to burn calories. Okay. That's very important to remember. You should not be working out just to burn calories. Okay. That's a poor mindset to have around exercise. You're working out because it feels good and you're moving your body. Okay. That's the mindset you should have. And I'm, I've had holidays where I've gone into it, where I've tried to do hours of cardio for the day before and the day of, and even the day after trying to earn back that food. And it's such a sad place to be. And if you're there, you're not alone, but it's also going to set you up for a really bad cycle of possibly 
binge eating, overeating, because you're going to have that restriction mentality, which is a punishment mentality. You have to like think of yourself as a child too. If you tell a kid no all the time, or you're constantly punishing them over something that's really not that bad, which you guys all know eating is really not that bad. We all know it subconsciously, like eating treats is really not that big of a deal. It's not that bad. So you will rebel against it. You will rebel against all the exercise. You will rebel against all those rules that you've set for yourself around food. You will. Okay. And if you won't break today, maybe you're going to break two months from now, like people who start new year's resolutions and then it's February and they give up because they've gone too hard and they've restricted too hard. You can't restrict. You have to go in with balance. And that's why Brielle and I preach it so much because it's just going to lead you back two steps back <laughs> instead of just being more balanced. Yep, definitely. 100% agree. Do you guys have any last minute questions? Any other topics you guys want us to cover? I think everyone's a little shy except for Carmela spoke up and then I showed up. <laughs> Who's talking? I said I showed up. Yes, you showed up. Yep, my screen moved. Um, do you have any questions? No, you're good? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I am concerned about Christmas, but I'm not going to worry about it now. I mean, we do two big meals, uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So uh, I'm a little worried, but not, I'm not going to over-obsess about it. When it comes, it comes, and what it is, it is. Yeah, let's, let's go off of this a little bit, if you're comfortable. Um, what are you most concerned with? Um, we do, like, a traditional big Italian feast, so... I was never obsessed over it before, but now being in this mindset, I'm like, I'm trying to get all my macros straight and I, and I'm not supposed to be worrying about it, but I am worrying about it just a little bit. If you fall short for the day, you fall short for the day. If you yeah. go over, you go over a little. Okay. okay. I think the biggest thing is to realize that you're not going to be perfect that day and it's yeah. okay. And at the end of the day, if you need to break it down with simple math, one gram of carbohydrates is, is four calories, one gram of protein is four calories, and then one gram of fat is nine calories. So if you go over 10 grams of fat, that's less than 150 calories, okay? It's very minimal. And what you do for the rest of the week and just getting back on track, which I know you're going to do because I know you're very structured, yeah. you're gonna be fine. It's the person who's going into that meal not having any sort of structure after, that isn't set up for success. You have a plan, you know what to do, and it's just giving yourself a mental vacation for the day so you can be present with your loved ones and not be obsessed with your goals because us focusing on ourselves, which I think is super important, pouring back into yourself, but at the end of the day, it is a bit selfish to put your fitness goals before making memories of family, okay? Right. So, making those memories with them, even if it is eating this Italian food that's really high in calories, it's gonna make your aunt happy, it's gonna make your grandma happy, it's gonna make you happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Right. So I think that's more important than your fitness goals. And giving yourself permission is going to be very liberating for you going into that meal versus shaming yourself and trying to be perfect. I don't want you to be perfect that day. I won't be. I also think that, you know, 
a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to remember enjoying the time with your family and your friends and eating the food and having fun. You're not going to remember going over your macros by 300 calories or whatever. You're not going to remember you weighed an extra two pounds a day afterwards. You know, like, you're not going to remember things long term. And, you know, I'm sure you've had times where you've ate more food and you were fine. You know, we always get nervous about things, but it's not a big deal. And we like to, you know, think about the worst case scenario. Oh my gosh, what if I gain weight, this or that? I promise you, you're going to be fine. You know, get right back onto your normal routine afterwards and you won't have any problems with it. And I go as extreme as if I gain two pounds, I know how to lose two pounds. Yeah. yeah. And I can reflect back on several holidays where I just can, and it makes me upset, but I see myself running outside and it's 30 degrees outside and I don't want to be doing it, but I'm doing it because I felt like I had to earn my food for the day and I was very restrictive. That's what I remember when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. That's upsetting. So. Yeah. I don't want that for any of my clients or just anyone in general, because that's not what it's about. It's about having balance. It's about waking up, taking time, unwrapping gifts, and not worrying about how many calories can I burn for the day. It's not about that. So, all right, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed the call. It is posted on the live, so if you want to rewatch it, you can. I do have the recording, so I will be reposting it on Beyond Bikini Radio, so audio sounds okay. And thank you guys so much. Bye. 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 Thanks. Bye. Have you had a fitness goal in mind but have no idea where to start? Have you tried to track your macros but feel like they haven't been working for you? Do you want to go into the gym with confidence, with a plan that will actually get you progressing? Well then, the Get Fit In 6 challenge is going to be for you. I'm so excited because this challenge is launching January 6th of 2020, where you can get more guidance when it comes to both your training and nutrition. This challenge is six weeks long in duration, where you will receive customized macros, custom cardio, a set weight training split that will give you confidence in the gym, and weight training five times a week. You'll have access into my private Facebook community where you can ask unlimited amounts of questions and get connected to both myself and Coach Brielle. We're doing a group coaching call at week three where you'll get even further guidance and be able to connect with the other challengers as well. At week three, you have a private check-in with me where you'll receive progressions to your plan and that's going to look like changes to your macros and cardio. The Get Fit In 6 is a more affordable way to work with a coach without investing in one-on-one coaching. This challenge starts January 6th, and I'd love to see you this 2020. If you want more information or to join the challenge, check the link in the description. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food 
and how I can help you reach your goals.